Hey everybody, we in. We in. We in. Hey guys. We are Girls. here for Yeah, don't leave the ladies or out. What, dog. Or whatever. Uh if there are Welcome aliens uh, and dogs. Cheetahs. Dude, I love cheetahs. Gerbils. Gerbils are kind of cool. Yeah. Anybody Anyone listening, we welcome you. We welcome all listeners. Welcome to a spoiler episode. We are talking about Ladybird this week. Oh Lady yeah. Bird. Which Wait. going into this movie? I had no idea. Wait, what is Ladybird? What is Ladybird? It's the name of the movie that we're talking about. I watched Bird Lady. Is Bird Lady the the like a spin-off of Birdman? Huh? It's uh yeah, it's a spin-off of Bird Person from Rick and Morty. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Uh, well, I was talking about Birdman the movie with Michael Keaton. Ah, uh, that joke failed anyways. Yeah, so we watched Ladybird. You're not a funny person. Or you so. watched Ladybird. I watched Ladybird like last year. I watched Ladybird for the first time when, today. When everybody else watched Ladybird. Listen, because you're late. We talked about this recently. Like any movie nominated for an Oscar last year, I didn't watch it because I didn't have Movie Pass yet. So I was like, I'm not going to go see all these movies. That's expensive. It's still not excusable. Sure it is. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So Dietz, Ladybird, written and directed by, in her directorial feature debut, Greta Gerwig. Uh, she's also an actress. She was in Frances Ha. She wrote and starred in Frances Ha. Uh, she's like a big up-and-coming star in the movie industry as a director, it seems. Looking forward to her future endeavors. What has uh, she acted in? What do you, oh, do you I, know? I didn't really know much of her stuff. Uh, there was something called... I don't remember. I'll All right, so you, you might have seen her in Jackie, if you watched that last year. That was also nominated for an oh, Oscar. Uh, Natalie was? Portman, yeah. Natalie, Natalie Portman was nominated oh, for an Oscar okay. for her role as Jackie Kennedy. Um, she was also in 20th Century Women. That's the one that I Women. Saw. 20th Century Women. Women. That was also nominated for an Oscar for a screenplay, I think. Oh, and really? I think it might have been nominated for another performance Oscar. So she's got her hands all over award-nominated Yeah, Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, she's just usually occupies that kind of movie. That's cool. Um, little synopsis. In 2002... An artistically inclined 17-year-old girl comes of age in Sacramento, California. And that is basically this movie. That's what happens in this yeah, movie. It's all, yeah. It's a, it's a, just a, it's a coming-of-age story. And uh, the character, the, the 17-year-old girl that comes of age in the film, is played by Saoirse Ronan. Get that pronunciation right. Saoirse. So it is rhymes with Saoirse. Inertia. Ryan Gosling taught me that. It rhymes with inertia. Yeah. Saoirse remember. rhymes with inertia. She plays... Christine Lady Bird McPherson. Mm-hmm. I did not know going into this movie that it was called Lady Bird because, because of her the name. main character gave herself the name Lady Bird. I'm pretty sure that was in one of the trailers. I missed that trailer. Because like, they like literally start off the movie with her saying, yeah. like, call me Lady call Bird. Me Lady Don't Bird call me whatever yeah. her real name is. Christine. Mm-hmm. Um, Saoirse Ronan is a three-time Oscar nominee, something I'm going to point out several times throughout this cast list. There are decorated actors in this film she was in movies like brooklyn she was nominated for she was uh nominated for this movie she was in uh the grand budapest hotel and she was also in atonement james mcavoy movie a while back she was nominated for that movie as well when she was younger i think she was like played like a 13 year old Mm. in that movie um her mother is played by laurie metcalf she is also nominated for this movie supporting actress uh you might know her from roseanne you might know her from the Big Bang Theory. She plays Sheldon's mom. Oh, she does. Yeah. 
Um, you might know her as the voice of Andy's mom in the Toy Story films. What? Yeah. She's been around doing lots of stuff for a long time. Isn't she the, according to Michael Scott, the most important character? Yes. In the, in the Toy Story yep. universe? Because without her, there'd be no Andy. Without, without Andy, Andy, there's no, no story. story. <laughs> uh, her husband in the in the movie, Larry, is played by a dude named Tracy Letts. I actually really liked him in this movie a lot. Um, he was in the big short. He was in the show Homeland. He was in the, sh- uh, the movie The Post last year, the Steven Spielberg movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's another dude who's been around. Um, but then we get to some of these supporting uh, actors. And the two dudes I'm going to mention, both nominated for Oscars. Uh, neither for this movie, though. The first is Lucas Hedges, played as Daniel O'Neill in this movie, who was nominated for an actor for Manchester by the Sea, uh, where he plays Casey Affleck's nephew, right? Yes. Yeah, his nephew. Uh, he's very good in that movie. Mm-hmm. Very, very good. He's also was in Three Billboards Outside of Missouri and Moonrise Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Um, the other actor is Timothy Chalamet. I don't know how to actually say it. I th- I'm is pretty it Chalamet? Sure I'm pretty sure, no, it's Chalamet. Chalamet. I'm pretty sure it's Chalamet. Chalamet, mate. I'm pretty sure it's Ta- Timothy Chalamet. It is Timothy, even though there's oh, that weird oh, thing oh, over the on. E. I think it might be, it might be like Timotier or something. Whoa, the something dude's crazy. From, the dude's from New York. He just got a crazy name. Yeah. Uh, Tim- Timothy, maybe Chalamet. <laughs> he plays Kyle. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> and yeah. this character, Kyle, is a poor representation of all Kyles of the world because he's a super douche. Yeah. He's a super douche. Uh, but uh, Mr. Chalamet has also been Oscar nominated for the film. Call Me By Your Name, which he co-starred with Army Hammer in. And he also played young Casey Affleck in Interstellar. Yep. Yep. He's another dude that's blowing up. He's getting lots of roles. Uh, very distinct-looking young man. And then I put one more actor in here. Uh, her name is Beanie Feldstein. Feldstein. Uh, she plays Julie. She plays the best friend. Um, she was in Neighbors 2, Sorority Rising. But she was pretty, pretty important to the story of the movie, so I included her in here. She's also she's funny. She's funny in this movie. I don't really remember any funny parts from her. She's always like, she's got like the crush on the teacher played by the dude from Limitless. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That, I don't really remember the dad either. There's oh, like, like certain him. things that stuck with me. Well, with yeah, this you, movie. you watched it. So I, I, I mean, it's been, a, it's been a year since okay, I watched so, yeah, it. You're a little, you're a little out of touch. I kind of sort of, but I feel like that's like a cool way to approach it mm-hmm. because like you having just watched it for the mm-hmm. first time and me, I watched it yeah, one like time stood a year ago to remember. I can come term. at it from that lens. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've also included here on this, on this little prep sheet here. This movie was nominated for five Oscars in 2017. It was no- nominated for best motion picture, best leading actress, Saoirse Ronan, best supporting actress, Laurie Metcalf directing for Greta Gerwig and best original screenplay for Greta Gerwig. Lots of nominations for this movie. Thoughts, impressions, ideas, remembrances, of this movie? Yeah. All right. So I really liked it. Um, this mm-hmm. was probably like one of my, uh, I wouldn't say it was, it was my favorite of the, the best picture mm-hmm. noms of that year. Um, but I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed how intimate it was. I feel like that was probably the predominant thing about it that I liked. Um, I would say the only thing that sort of kept me from it, it being like my favorite movie of the year was Lady Bird's character as well written and as well performed Sucks. as it is. 
I don't want to hang out with no, her. No, I would never want to spend right? time with her. You, I, you wouldn't want to hang out with her. I was going to say, I, I like this movie. I think it's a very good movie, very well-made movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a movie about a bunch of people I don't like. Yeah. I don't like basically anyone in this movie except maybe the dad. But it's more because you feel bad for him mm-hmm. and her best friend because she's always nice. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that. And, you know, uh, also Lucas Hedges' character because he's like, he could have his own coming-of-age movie about him. True. If, if you looked at the story from a different angle, it could easily have been a movie about him. True. Uh, but other than that, like, uh, Lady Bird is not very likable. She's super annoying and, like, takes herself too seriously almost. I literally put that exact same yeah? thing down. It's yeah. like... She's not self-aware enough. And I, I'm not, I don't want to say this that it, it's bad. It's very well done. Mm-hmm. It's just if she was a real person, uh, it, I wouldn't want to be around it's, her. <laughs> it's a well-written character. And yeah. I, like, I would... Um, like I would compare it to something like Catcher in the Rye. Like if you really like Catcher in the Rye as a novel, um, okay. yeah. If you if you really the like movie Catcher opens in the with her and her mom listening to Grapes of Wrath, not Catcher in the Rye. Right. I thought it was Catcher in the Rye for a second. Which are two different. Yeah. I don't really know Grapes of Wrath uh, a, mm-hmm. a lot, but the the Catcher in the Rye is a very coming of age, very angsty mm-hmm. uh, novel. And if you like that, and you can f- sort of sink into that character more, like I I've never really gone through angst. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least as like growing up, I never really went through that. I didn't. You're get, going through it now. <laughs> I didn't get to, to my angsty stage <laughs> until I actually got into the the navy, and yeah. I I read Catcher in the Rye while I was on deployment. Oh, okay, and it still didn't resonate with me a lot. Um, but it it has a lot of that like sort of not able to take mm. like taking itself too seriously and not able not able to be down to earth and evaluate yeah. be, being self aware. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something that like Lady Bird, Bird is kind of missing. Like I wish there was a little bit, but there are a lot of pros to her character that I really like and that I can relate with. Mm-hmm. Like the whole, her wanting to get out of Sacramento. Yeah. She wants to go to a place with more culture. Sacramento is an even bigger city than where we're from. Um, it's like a billion times bigger than where yeah. we're from. <laughs> um, Sacramento is a real city. Yeah. Sacramento is a, a basketball city. team. Exactly. They have a basketball <laughs> team. Uh, but like where we're from, like the, the there really isn't yeah. any culture other than like beach and fishing. Yeah. Um, like it's Margaritaville. Mm-hmm. If it's any, if it has any kind of culture, that's what it is. Yeah. Um, and I've always craved the, like, I remember working at the pizza place and, uh, the p- pizza place that we worked at always had like, Shout new, out Jack. there was New York times. Like you, you would have yeah. the times there and I would like go through the times and look at, specific things and there was one time I was looking through that paper and it was listing all of the places that you go to to see all of the Oscar noms Mm -hmm. and all of like like weird weird stuff like Like, you know documentary shorts and stuff like that documentary shorts is like the hardest fucking thing to find and like you can just go to a theater and see it when you're in New York or LA and that was something that I really craved like I was sort of okay with being in a small town uh, aside from that. You know, I like, liked being in a small town until I got out of high school. Does that make sense? Okay. Like, I feel like once I was an adult, I wanted, that's when I wanted to leave. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, when we were in high school, people would complain about having nothing to do, but it's like, what are you going to do? You're a high schooler. Mm-hmm. No matter where you are, you're going to do the same stuff. Like right. pretty much. 
but once I once we got out, that's that's when I sort of created. Especially because I had to move back home after leaving for a year. I moved back home for a year, and that year was super hard in terms of. I was like, oh, I, I was living in Orlando around you know a bunch of people my age and doing whatever I wanted because I lived on you know on my own, and then having to come home for a year was was really hard. Yeah, it's a. Uh... It's, it's weird because I, I do, it's really easy for me to be a shut in, you know, like I don't oh, yeah. really need a big city yeah. for I think a lot of, of us a majority kind of, like of things. Like I'm perfectly fine with, as long as I have internet, you know what I mean? I, yeah. I'll, I'll, like, be fine. I'll go I get some video. food and then yeah. come home. <laughs> yeah. Like we're not very high maintenance like no. that. Like you've been playing uh fucking Madden 11, you know what I mean? That's how you can occupy your time. You yep. know, you, we're not, we're well, also not it's, very easily. It's bored. Madden 11 on one screen and then a TV show on the other screen. True. Cause I need something to do with my hands. That's what Madden 11 is for. It doesn't take like any of my brain at this point. It's just, it's just instinct. Yeah. It's like having a fidget spinner for you. <laughs> <Yeah>. basically. <laughs> um, uh, one thing I wanted to bring up about this movie, uh, was it, it feels, it, it's it feels really important to the to the movie's narrative and themes is the relationship between her and her mom. I don't know what you remember about it, having seen it so long ago, but part that, of the, that's their predominant thing. Yeah, I part think. of the hard part about the movie was like her mom was super mean, mm-hmm. like super mean. She would say such mean things to her daughter, but also clearly loved her. There, like it was this weird thing where. From one scene to the next, I, I, I couldn't wrap my head around their relationship. And then the dad kind of sums it up really well near the end of the movie. where And, there, and there's, another, there's a scene where she's trying on prom dresses. And her, and she, her mom, uh, come, she comes out and looks at one and she says, I love it. And her mom says, is it too pink though? And then she gets mad and goes back in the dressing room. And she says, I just wish you liked me. And the mom says, of course I love you. And then she came out of the room and she said, I know you love me, but I wish you liked me. And I thought that wrapped it up really well. I think it's this weird relationship where they actually don't really like each other very much, but because they're mother daughter, they do love each other. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting. Right. And and her mom is also stressed. very well stressed, but very pushy too. Mm-hmm. She's trying to get the most out of her daughter. And Lady Bird uh, even says like, like, I know you want me to be my best, but what if this is what my this, best? That's the same scene. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and weirdly, she's pushing her to be her best, but at the same time is holding her back from going where she wants to go. It's just everything about their relationship is a weird dichotomy of each other. It's 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 kind of destructive. Have you ever encountered a parent that was like Lady Bird's mom? <clears throat> Not in real life. You haven't? I have. I don't think, I mean, not, I, I can't even, yeah, I can't even talk about it. I haven't witnessed it firsthand. No, but yeah, like I've seen <clears throat> parents that are sort of like trying to be self-serving, but also like you can tell that they love their kid as well. Yeah. I mean, you see um, kids when you grow up playing sports, you see parents that are like really pushy with their kids in that sense, I guess. But it's, it seems a bit different. But like even outside of the the realm of sports, you know, it's easy mm-hmm. for you to get really emotionally wrapped up in, you know, whatever your kid, your kid does. Well, you're, you're a kid playing a game. So like a mm-hmm. specific situation like, oh, you know, like I when I see my kid wrestling another kid, I get really emotional mm-hmm. and stuff. But it's almost like every interaction. It's like that there, there's something underneath there that you might not be missing, you know, like in it sort of breeds the this thing in the kid where they're always sort of 
they're paranoid. Yeah, you know, that, it creates not, a paranoia. They're, they're not doing well enough for their parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've I've I'm happily. But it affects like I've other relationships that. as well because they yeah, always certainly. think that they always think that there's some type of uh, hidden agenda. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, what? Uh, let's let's go into sort of her. So that's like her relationship with her mom is really complicated, and then with her dad is a lot more simple. But her dad is going through his own stuff that they don't really talk about too much. It's more because the movie is mostly about her relationship with her mom. That's what most of the movie is. But there's this we we kind of tertiarily are told that her dad lost his job, and then we're told later she finds his pills, and her mom tells her that he's all he's always suffered from depression, and then there's a, a scene later where he goes in for a job interview at like a tech company kind of place. And the dude's like 30, 25, 30 years younger than him. And is like a douche bro. And then his own son comes in to interview for the same job, but he's like a really sweet guy. You know, he, he wishes his son the best at getting the job. He doesn't feel any sort of, you know, competitive, um, you know, bad feelings about any of it. And then he secretly is helping his daughter apply to schools in New York throughout the movie. It's like this weird dichotomy with her relationship with both of her parents. Mm-hmm. But you said you don't remember the dad that much. Uh, I do remember like him, like struggling to get a job and stuff like that. Uh, I remember her mom talking to Lady Bird, Lady Bird's mom talking to Lady Bird about how Lady Mom, (laughs) Lady Mom, (laughs) Mama Bird. (laughs) Um, uh, I remember that, but yeah, off the, off the top, I didn't remember anything of the dad. Mm -hmm. I was just like, Oh, like I can't even see him in my brain. I remembered a lot of the scenes with Lucas Hedges, with the mom, I thought the scene with Lucas Hedges when uh, when the first time they talk after she finds out he's gay, when he comes into her job at the coffee shop and then mm-hmm. goes into the back where she's taking out the trash. And mm-hmm. that scene, very, very good. I love that scene. You know what my favorite scene was? What? The one with Timothy Chalamet, mm-hmm. Timothier Chalamet, uh, a.k.a. Kyle. Uh, the the yeah. worst named character of the of the movie. Yeah, he's poorly named because that's not what Kyles are like. <laughs> His name should have been like Grayson. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there is a, a scene where Kyle and Lady Bird hook up. They have sex, and yeah. uh, the basically like the the morning. Yeah, after, they've been dating, and but the, the moment comes. The morning after. Lady Bird is trying to cuddle up to Kyle. I don't think it's uh, even Kyle. the morning, dude. It's like right after. Or whatever, <laughs> right after. Uh, she starts talking about how uh, they both lost their virginity mm. and, oh, we took each we other's flowers. We have each flowers. other's flowers. <laughs> we, we, have, we have each other's flowers. And then uh, Kyle's like, I didn't lose my virginity to you. Yeah. And then Lady Bird sort of freaks out because she thought that, mm-hmm. you know, they bought it. was special bought, to her. Yeah, it was special to her. And uh, <laughs> Kyle says, that there's gonna you're gonna have a lot of unspecial sex in your life, yeah. which I really liked as a lot. Like there's a lot of points in this movie where I just see Greta Gerwig sitting down and writing this line, and I'm like, that that is fucking definitely something yeah. that she would say. Um, but um, and th- that's one thing I really love about her work and like in her writing is that like I feel like I just you get a lot of her mm-hmm. through it. Um, even if you don't really, it's interesting. I saw a line like a with trivia the thing where she said she was like the opposite of Lady Bird growing up. Yeah. But she's still able to tap and, into and, that. And she, she came out and said like, oh, this isn't really based on my life, but it's like the mom also has the same name as your mom. 
Yeah, the mom has the same name. Like it's about a girl growing up in, in Sacramento, Sacramento go, moving moving to New York, yeah. and that's the same thing that she yeah. did. It, it's like, okay, how much is it not based on your life, yeah. really? Um, but anyways, with this scene, cause <laughs> um, uh, like you're gonna have a lot of unspecial sex in your life, and Lady Bird keeps freaking out mm -hmm. um, and is really sad yeah. and. Uh, <clears throat> Kyle is like trying to <laughs> like undercut her to like mm -hmm. uh, her, how she feels by saying you can't like, be upset at something I can't control. Th that I, well, <laughs> he says that, and then he also says, uh, "Do you have any awareness of how many innocent people have died since our invasion invasion of Iraq?" He's the worst. And and then she like just instantly goes, "Shut up!" She goes, "Shut <laughs> up!" Different things can be sad. It's not just war. I fucking I love line. that line so it's much. Great. Because, like, a lot of, I, I mean, you probably don't associate with Kyle at all, other than the fact that he has your, <laughs> he yeah, has he's your the name. worst. But, <laughs> like, I do. I felt like I saw a lot of myself in Kyle. Like, there's a lot the of, worst. well, th th there's just a lot of uh, times where I'll see myself, you know, a day after, a week, whatever. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll fucking, I'll be examining this podcast. I'll be, uh, editing it and shit. And I'm like, I'm such a fucking douche. Like, like I'll, I'll, I'll think that kind of stuff about myself. And I don't think that the entirety of me is Kyle, but maybe there is some type a of bit of Kyle. Yeah, in you. There's a bit of Kyle. In me. <laughs> I don't want to say that. I feel like somebody could cut that and make a drop out. It's of too it. late. You said it. You said it. It's too late. There is no Kyle. In me. Um, uh, but when he said that and then she replied with that, I was just like, that that's so fucking true. Yeah, I, that is such a, great. there's just certain things that you need to hear. And I loved it. Yeah. There's really uh, like, there's moments like that with her character where it's almost, um, there's this thing in writing high schoolers that comes across a lot where everyone who writes a high school movie, they don't seem like high schoolers. And that's a, it's a moment like, and I'm not saying it's a bad thing, because part of, of writing a story and making a movie or anything is is like a heightened reality. So you see these like high schoolers that are, they're way more intelligent and uh, thorough thinking than other high schoolers mm -hmm. are. But then you see like a movie like Eighth Grade that's, you know, all like 13-year-olds in the cast and it's much more realistic looking. And it can also be great. Both both ways work. I haven't seen Eighth Grade, oh, so right. I don't you really have that. Grade. Yeah, I don't have that frame Ooh, of reference. It's so good. Oh, it's so good. I like Eighth Grade more than I like Lady Bird. Hmm. Uh, I I also heard that she's kind of a dick. Who I I heard that that character is like Kayla is more of a I, I don't the know main character the of eighth grade. Name. Yeah, the main character in eighth grade is kind of a dick to her mom. Her dad, or her dad. She's yeah. super mean to her dad. Oh, but okay. it's like classic teenager shit. You know what I mean? Like the the classic idea of a teenage girl. Like she's just angry. She just doesn't like her dad because he's her dad. Mm -hmm. It's just what. I, Come on, Dad. Leave me alone, Dad. I'm looking at my phone. Like stuff, like you know, the the kind of tropey idea of mm -hmm. what a teenage girl is. But I've lived with teenage girls. I have sisters. True. They can be. It's pretty accurate. They can be mean. Pretty accurate. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They can also be wonderful, fantastic people. It's just, mm -hmm. <laughs> what kind of mood you catch them in? <laughs> Love you, sisters. <laughs> um. So, when you when you watch this movie, it was already nominated for the Oscars. Did the Oscar nominations come out already? 
I, I think I watched it before the nominations already came out, but it was on a lot of lists of yeah, this what might be nominated. nominated. And, and I sort of knew. Yeah. Um, so I think I watched this and I forgot what other best picture I watched in like the same week before the nominations okay, even gotcha. came out. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I thought I would like it more than I did. I don't dislike it. I think mm-hmm. it's very good, but mm-hmm. I thought I would like it more than I did. It's in my wheelhouse of stuff I like. It's very well made. It's really well written as far as you know, final product shows. I think it might just be because I don't like the characters that much. Yeah. I think that's why. If if Lady Bird uh, was someone that was more like us, you know, mm-hmm. like Maybe. if she was a little bit more self-deprecating, a little bit more just down to earth, yeah. then maybe we like would have been able to associate and align ourselves with that character a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, I was still really good. I would, I would no, watch no, it's it. it's really great. It's really, really good. Mm-hmm. Like the and it's superbly funny. made. Yeah, I laughed a lot throughout it. Yeah, it's, it's a funny. Movie. I laughed. At, yeah, there was a lot of things that made me laugh in it, and a lot of it was little things, kind of like that line about. Not everything's war. That's like a, it's a small line in the movie. It's just, but like the reason I, that's the reason that's my favorite scene is the, the fact that it's, it blends comedy and tragedy in such a good, like masterful way. Yeah, because she's so, she's so upset. While also representing such a, a coming of age sort of problem, Mm -hmm. you know, the, the, the losing your virginity and it not being as special as you wanted it to be. Um, yeah, I just, I just really, that, I feel like that scene was just so exemplary of like yeah, everything super, about the movie. Super well made. Um, I think my favorite, I think my favorite thing might have been the stuff with Lucas Hedges. It surprised me. I was not expecting the twist of him being gay. So it was like you know, it was building up to be a normal first love relationship thing. And there's like this scene where they're, they're outside late at night and they're like, name a star. They do, you know, the cheesy romantic stuff. And she's like, you know, you can touch my boob if you want. And he's like, he's like, I know, but I'm, I wouldn't do that to you. Cause I respect you too much. So that's, that's uh lady bird as well as uh, Lucas Hedges character. Remember Lucas Hedges character name, but yeah, they're, they're yeah, but they're like, it's Danny, Danny. Uh, <laughs> so lady bird and Danny are th- like, getting closer to each other because they're in the same like church group or something. No. So she goes to Catholic. Here's another thing. Yeah. I haven't even talked about that. Yeah. She goes, she goes to Catholic school. school. Uh, she, I, she goes to an all girls Catholic school and then there's an all boys Catholic school as well. And they have a crossover theater program that one of the nuns tells her she should audition for and sign up for. So her and her best friend sign up. And then this dude, Danny played by Lucas Hedges is like the, He's like the star. He's like the best actor. And they like watch his audition and they're like, oh my God, he's the best. And then they start dating throughout the movie. And there's a scene where they're just like outside late at night hanging out or whatever. And he's like, you know, shouldn't you get home? Your mom's going to be mad, all this kind of stuff. But they, there's, she's like, you could grab my boob if you want to. And he says, I know, but I wouldn't do that to you because I respect you. (laughs) And then he goes, and I respect you because I love you. And I was like, that is the most like Catholic school boy thing to do in that age. It's like great. I'm pretty sure Greta Gerwig went to Catholic school growing up. So she right. like really tapped into that. Yeah. I was like, that is very real and very well done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then of course later she meets Timothy Chalamet's character and he's like the complete opposite of that. Mm-hmm. 
something. He's very like like intellectual he's, rebel kind of yeah. like hipster. Yeah. And he hangs out with um like his friend group is this sort of tertiary group that Ladybird's friend doesn't like because they're like the popular people. It's like, you know, classic coming of age stuff. Mm-hmm. But done with its own sort of very grounded take, I think, is is a really good thing. This movie's very grounded in mm-hmm. in realism, I think. Yeah. Another thing that I, I probably didn't like about Ladybird's character was the fact that like she was so going out of her own way to be cool. Yeah. Um, you know, like literally lying about where she lived yep. uh, to popular to the popular girls in the school, yep. uh, throwing aside her own friend yeah, her in order friend. to hang out with the more popular people in school. Uh, I, I don't know. It's just not something <clears throat> on the surface that I really related with. Mm-hmm. Um, like I I'm OK with. It's, it's not something that I ever did, at least like straight up lying to people about mm-hmm. like in order to be cool. Um, but I do get those feelings. I, you know, she those also feelings had a of different existence because of the school she went to. She went to like a private Catholic school and she was there on scholarship right. because her mom said multiple times throughout the movie at the public school, your brother saw someone get stabbed. Mm-hmm. So she didn't want her to see that. So she they got a scholarship to get her sent to a nice Catholic school. Mm-hmm. So everyone she went to school was like super rich. And, and she wasn't, and she made the joke the first time when, when she ran into Lucas Hedges' character at the grocery store, she made the joke that she's from the wrong side of the tracks. And that came back later. It actually like really hurt her parents' feelings that she said that. But yeah. Yeah. Different stuff like that. Um, I had something outside the movie itself I wanted to talk about. And that is the production company behind it. A24. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. Let's fucking talk about A24, A24 is... The shit baller. They're fucking. Do you have a list of? I've got some, some stuff of the here. I couldn't Go put ahead. everything because there's so much. Mm-hmm. But A twenty four started in two thousand thirteen and has already been nominated for twenty four total Oscars for all the movies it's made. Really? Yeah. Exactly twenty four. Yeah. A <laughs> they'll never get another one. <laughs> um, they've had their wins. They've had uh, include Brie Larson winning lead actress for uh, Room. They won a documentary feature for Amy. The Amy Winehouse documentary. They won Best Visual Effects for Ex Machina. And they won three for Moonlight. They won Best Picture, Best Adapted Screenplay, and Mahershala Ali won Best Supporting Actor, mm-hmm. all for Moonlight. Some movies of note throughout the years. I, again, could not include all because there's so many. 2013, Spring Breakers, Spectacular Now, one of my favorite movies. 2014, Locke, starring Tom Hardy. 2015, you're one of your favorite movies of all time, Ex Machina, and the fantastic aforementioned room uh starring trembly nations jacob Tremblay. <laughs> <laughs> um 2016 green room swiss army man with daniel radcliffe the witch moonlight 2017 it comes at night the florida project ladybird the disaster artist mm-hmm. uh and 2018 this year so far hereditary eighth grade and jonah hill's mid 90s yeah and that's just like the surface. Now, there's, there's way more horror movies that they do that I didn't really include because I don't know them too well. Right. They have tons of, of great stuff they've made. Right. But it, it's a completely independent company, right? It's not owned by I believe one of the so. major six. I don't, I'm, I'm not going to definitively answer that, but I don't, I'm pretty sure that it I is. I really want to say that it's a completely yeah. independent company, uh, but they are kicking ass. They, they're amazing. Um, but they're also really good at hiring young auteurs. They do what... In, in my dream world, I would 
own a company like A24. A24, exactly. And I would do what they do, and I would find creators who have visions, Mm -hmm. and I would let them make their vision. Mm -hmm. That's what I feel like every production company should be doing. Right. They they just they say Greta Gerwig, we like you and we like your ideas and we want to we want to help you make one of these ideas into a reality. Oh, Jonah Hill, we like you, we like your ideas. All these people, they they let the the creators create, and that's what I admire so much about them. Yeah, yeah, completely agree with you. And fucking Ex Machina is my favorite film of all time. Yeah, as of right now, Ex Machina is my favorite movie. Ex Machina, Ex Machina, Ex Machina, Ex Machina. Um. But th- yeah, they're they're very focused on uh, young auteurs and giving them uh, complete creative control, mm-hmm. and uh, it th- and they're not very focused on tentpole tentpole franchises. No, or not like at all. That. They're like, they're, they're, uh, they're almost exclusively indie style or horror movies. Mm-hmm. Exactly, but the, like I don't think that they've even released a sequel, have they? Mm, I, I would have so. to. I would have to look through. Maybe maybe catalog. some of their horror stuff. Maybe I'm not sure. I don't know enough about like the witch. Out of their or all that out stuff, of their biggest sure. movies, I've I have yet to see it. Like, yeah, yeah. But why? A lot of these, like, why would you make a sequel? Yeah, they're not they're not gonna have a sequel. Like to you, Room. I think maybe under a different production company, there would be an Ex Machina two, and I don't think I'd want to see it. Yeah, we've talked about this before about Ex Machina two and the possibilities of of creating does, a sequel. Where does and Ava stuff. go, and what does mm-hmm. Ava do? I, mean, I, I think it could ex, be. I think it could be. I would say like X Machina. Would it like be called easier... Deus X? Deus X? No, I don't know, man. I don't know either. I, I don't know how I feel if if Alex Garland was behind it and he well, thought, yeah. uh, you know, if Alex Garland wasn't involved, miss me with yeah, that. Yeah, no way. That's gonna be a no from me, dog. No way. Um, but if he was like, I th- feel like there's a part of this story that, but he's he's come out and said, so he's like, no, it's. That, that, Done. It's one and done. He's on to he's on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. What's his name? Doesn't he have something coming up that's like pretty exciting? He had Annihilation come out this year. Isn't there something? Is he? Uh, never mind. I'm I'm not gonna remember it, so I don't want to bog down time. Yeah, Annihilation was also crazy. I like Ex Machina more than Annihilation for sure. Um, but on, Annihilation was cool, cool movie, wackadoodle movie. Um, do you have any final thoughts on on Ladybird? Uh, no, you're, it's uh, it's available on Amazon Prime Video. Oh, yeah. If you guys, if if you're one of the weird rebel types that likes to watch the spoiler episodes without actually watching the original movies, you freaks, <laughs> you, you crazy, people. yo weirdos, uh, <laughs> you can find it on Amazon Prime Video. Um, if this spoiler episode has somehow ignited your interest in yeah. watching Lady Bird. Definitely highly recommended. Check it out. Ninety nine percent on Rotten oh, Tomatoes critically, from critics. Critically insanely acclaimed. acclaimed. Mm-hmm. Insanely acclaimed critically. Uh, if you're the type of person who wants explosions and chase scenes and yeah, not for you. Not for you. You will be it's bored. It's gonna be no for you, dog. <laughs> yep. Um, next week, Fantastic Beasts. Next week, I think. Or is you think a, I can't. You're the schedule man. It's behind the TV, and I can't see it. You should just have it like Hold imprinted on. in your brain. Like, watch this. Watch this. Uh oh. I'll I'll hum something while you're gone. Da 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 Fantastic beasts, beasts, fantastic beasts, beasts. Yeah, fantastic beasts next week. 
We already got our tickets. I'm real excited. Mm. I want to rewatch the first one before we see it, but I don't know where to find it. And I'll never find it in some illegal fashion and watch it that way. Nope. Why would anyone we ever do that? We don't do that. Well, I wouldn't even know where to start. I wouldn't. Do you go to the the prisons? <laughs> I don't know. You go to prison. You where, say, where, where, where is a copy of Fantastic Beasts and where to find that? Is there a a black market in San Diego yeah, that you go to? Bootleg dude on the on the in a trench coat on the street with a bunch of DVDs. He's like, "What you looking for?" <laughs> it's like Nocturne Alley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, come by next week. We'll talk about Fantastic Beasts. Uh, to the crimes of Grindelwald, Electric Boogaloo, <laughs> and we'll probably talk about the first one as well. I would guess, at least, mm. touch on it. Um, uh, we are Chris and Kyle. He's Chris. I'm Kyle. He's Chris Michael Stott. dot com at his website. Check out his scripts. Chris Michael Stott on Instagram. Yeah, I am Davinwell twenty five. Twitter and Instagram. Catch me live tweeting sports when I'm bored or some other nonsense. Uh, the show TCAX pod on Twitter, the Chris and Kyle show all over the place, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, vote on our poll for the final spoiler episode of the month. This month, the sequel off, we've got another aptly named sequel. Ralph breaks the internet, not wrecks the internet. Uh, no longer known as wreck it. Ralph Two. Ralph breaks the internet. They shortened it. And Creed 2, and it is a dead heat right now, very close on the poll. Mm. So get in there and make your voice heard in honor of the elections just happening, I guess. Go vote. <laughs> it's too late now. <laughs> if you haven't already voted for the things that are important in life. Vote for our poll. <laughs> vote for our poll. Maybe you'll uh, somehow redeem uh, Maybe you'll whatever feel better? I'll, I don't uh, know. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Um, yeah, I think that's it. We out, dog? I think that we are out. We out. Stay weird.